Hello, 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 everyone. Hi, Mark here. Pixelay Sausage Show. Uh, I recorded a 50-minute episode where the mic was muted the whole time. And I, I felt really good about that episode. <laughs> you know what? You're not getting that episode today. And you're never going to get it because it's gone forever. And this show... I am not going to spend too much time on because to redo all of that is never going to happen. And I just have to struggle with even getting this out there because people know me and my ways and the way my head works and everything. I am struggling right now to even want to do this. I'm like, just burn it all to the ground. Cancel the podcast, end it right here, throw away pixelated sausage, just, 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 just fucking, it's over. We're done. We're done. We're over. We're done. I hate everything. Kill me now, please. Please just kill me. But, uh, we're not going to do that. We're just going to get this show out the fucking door. I don't, the thing is, I don't even know what from the last not recording I want to revisit. I got a new TV. Yay. I can't really utilize it much right now, but I was thinking about how I could take advantage of the instant game view feature of like, see, this is the problem. I just feel like I don't want to linger and ramble right now. I just want to get through this shit. And I'm just like, oh, here are the, here are the bullet points. And uh, that's not going to be fun listening for anyone. So I got a new TV. I got the Samsung QN. I can't. I don't I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Because it was so much fun. I had so much fun with the other episode. And now we're here. And it's not good. It's all bad. I had so much fun. I was talking about how it's teasing Enchi. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Enchi, you're, you want me to get a new TV. I'm, I'm not going to get one. I'm going to act like I'm going to get one. I'm going to ask you questions about this, that, and whatever. And I'm going to make you think, oh, are they going to get one? They're not going to get one. And then I, we, we both, we both equally never thought I was actually going to get one. It just so happened that. There was an open box, excellent version. It's not version, I mean, it's just, uh, there was an open box, excellent. How do you, you don't say like copy of the TV unit. There was the TV that I've been looking at for however many months at this point, the Samsung QN90B, which has the first ever, to my knowledge, 43 inch TV with pretty much all the bells and whistles you'd want that all the bigger TVs have because so often I think anything 50 inches and below would miss out on the higher refresh rates and all the other features, the real true HDR or whatever. And the Q90B was not like that. It finally had everything. It has even 144 hertz, I believe, at 1440p or something, because it's meant to be usable as a PC monitor if you want to use it as that in addition to a TV. But it's got, you know, good uh, black levels. And it's just like, it's basically the best TV 
I'll ever get in the size I need, which is 43 inches. That's the max I could fit in my room. And so it's something I've been looking at, but it's an expensive TV. However, the Open Box Excellent knocked an additional $300 off of the already $100 off that it always is on its constant sale. It's the Michaels custom framing of sale prices, always $100 off. And then with the additional $300, uh, it was $400 off MSRP. And that was a pretty good deal, especially being open box excellent, which is practically new. And the one I got seemed pretty fucking new in that not even the screws for the stand were open. And the remote control has one of those because it's it's a shitty remote control. I hate it functionality wise. It's one of them minimalist bullshit controls that I don't understand why we are going in that direction for TVs. I can somewhat understand it with something like an Apple TV, but uh, the cool thing about it is that it's solar powered, but it has one of those little pull tabs that you need to take out for it to work. That wasn't removed. So I don't know what the person who bought this TV originally did. If they just bought it, and realized it was too small, too big, too this or that, and immediately returned it without even trying it. But, uh, yeah, it's basically brand new. No busted pixels or anything of that ilk, which is the thing I was most concerned about. And, yeah, seems pretty nice. I just, I am unable to use it currently, and I can't feed my consoles to it because if I was to do that I'd still be playing in 1080p 60 because of the fact that my current capture device doesn't allow for HDR pass through 4k pass through 120 hertz pass through etc and I need to get a new device that I've been looking at as well for a while but that's $200 I'm not in the market to spend Anything like that anytime soon. I, I fucking look down. I'm like, am I, am I really not muted this time? And am I actually recording? Because what if I was not muted, but I was not recording? I'd fucking... <laughs> if, that, if I fucked this up a second time, brains blown. Brains blown. Fucking whatever, man. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, the, the device, though... The Elgato HD60X, I believe it's called. It also comes with the instant game view feature, which is this low latency way of having uh, the footage that's on your TV and uh, the footage that's in the capture window on the software to be basically one for one so that you could, hypothetically, game on your monitor as opposed to the TV. And why this would be beneficial because uh, I was trying to think of any use case I could get out of this other than not having to put in render delays for my cam and my voice so that it's in sync with the the footage you're getting on stream and everything I realized that with the big tv there are things that I don't like playing on it I don't like playing apex on a big screen at this point I like having the smaller screen so I could just, whenever I'm playing that game, play it on the monitor as opposed to the TV. 
but also when I'm streaming specifically, I can play on the PC. And in doing that, I could bring back the webcam because it would be this layout or I would be positioned in this way, looking at the monitor like I'm looking right now. And one of the reasons why I don't use a webcam is because I'd have to set up a second one in order to find an angle that I feel comfortable with. And this angle, the one that I use for podcasting and, and chatting on stream, is the angle I feel most comfortable with, and it's why I use it. It's why there is this video version of the podcast, because with my body dysmorphia and everything, I hate the way I look. I think I'm incredibly ugly, but I think at this angle, I look okay. I look not vomit-inducing at this angle. So if I had that instant game view thing and everything, I'd be able to use this angle and it would, it would be good. So that's something that I could humor as well, which would be cool to do, but that's not something I'll be purchasing anytime soon. Unless of course the Patreon exploded. You, you want to, you want to see me when I'm streaming? Join the Patreon, baby. I'm going to plug it right here in the top of the show. Patreon.com slash PXS. Let's see that thing explode. It's not going to explode. I, I'm not going to get a single new Patreon. I know that. We all know that. But uh, yeah, new TV. Seems pretty nice. Excited to eventually start watching quality content on it and maybe actually doing some quality gaming on it as well. I would like to see what playing a game... 120 hertz is like, but uh, we are nowhere near that point just yet. So uh, yeah, that's that's really the most exciting thing that happened this this weekend and all that. And yeah, there's not there's not much to talk about because I I've only played one game which I played last night. I streamed it last night it's just so I would have something to talk about on this episode because it was a very busy weekend. Getting a lot of stuff done. I finished the Attack the Backlog episodes for a short hike and clone drone in the danger zone, which I'm it's it's been a while since I've edited a video. And the roughness is evident in both those episodes. I think I may be being too harsh on myself, like I often am, but I also think that they are rough. However, the second run's episode for Max Payne, I think, is very good. I'm very happy with that one. That was the one that had the most work done with it. It's the longest episode, and yet I just it was a, it was the last episode I worked on too. And I finished all these Saturday. I just didn't know what the hell to do with myself, and it was just a fucking waste of a day. But Sunday, I got all three episodes done, all through the day and night. I finished. The Max Payne episode at 1.15 in the morning or so. Technically on Monday then. But I am very happy with how that one turned out. I think there's a lot of fun moments in it. And I'm excited to put that out there whenever I do. I don't know when. I might make that the next episode on the feed. We shall see. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. But, uh, yeah. 
I just got the one game to play or to talk about, Tamija. I'll get to that shortly. But before that, in terms of what I've been watching, I've decided to commit to Star Trek The Next Generation, even though it's absolute dog shit. It's horrible. I hate it. I went on and on about how bad it is. Like, oh, oh, see, this is like, I don't want to repeat myself, doorbell. Shut the fuck up. I know what it's there is eBay stuff. <laughs> but uh, I'm at the point with Star Trek The Next Generation, nine episodes in, where I know it's supposed to get good in the third season, and even the second season is supposed to have some pretty all right episodes. But being the way I am, I can't skip around, so I'm just watching the episodes in order. The fourth race of episode is very, very bad. The eighth episode, which is this weirdo episode where Wesley falls into some flowers and then they want to fucking kill him in this planet, on this planet of blonde-haired white people who are all oiled up and massaging each other. It's fucking... It's just weird. There is a bit of a general horniness to the show currently good for that good on you for that or whatever but the acting is so fucking bad and Patrick Stewart is the most egregious horrible example of it Living Large said that he basically expected the show to get cancelled and didn't even unpack and was just ready to go home after the first season and it just kept going and I would believe that. I would believe that because looking at his performance in the first nine episodes, my thought the whole time was, or is, as I'm watching it, how did he ever find work before this? How did he get this job? And how did he ever find work after this? Because based on what I've seen so far, he is horrible. But so much of the cast is also horrible. So much of them... And so much of the acting feels like it belongs or comes from your local community theater. And it's, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. It's just so fucking bad. And it makes it a struggle. Wesley is going to be a problem. This whole boy genius thing is going to drive me fucking crazy. And it's not because I don't like Will Wheaton. I think Will Wheaton... He's done some good out there. And I do believe his geekiness and all that is 100% genuine. And like the the good he's done, I don't know if he still does this, but that board game show he did, the tabletop show he did, I think that did a lot to bring in new people to that particular scene, that hobby. And that's great because it is a niche hobby and... There are a lot of great board games out there, tabletop games out there that people don't know about because they just think of stuff like Monopoly and Clue and what have you. And opening that hobby up to a lot more people is something I I really appreciate. But there's also a smugness to him. He's He's a smug nerd. At least that's how he comes across. That's the vibe I get. And it it just irks me it rubs me the wrong way 
And uh, I don't like being rubbed in general, but especially not in the wrong way. But um, yeah, he's going to be a problem. I'm happy that at least Tasha or whatever her name is, a security lady, she only lasts for 26 or so episodes. When I found out that she is not in the whole thing, that made struggling through these early episodes all right. And I'm just going to be watching it while I'm exercising where I'm not going to give it my full attention until it gets to a point where it deserves it. And then maybe I'll watch it outside of that. But I'm committed. I'm committed to... It's a struggle. There are parts, times where I'm like, do I want to be committed? And I don't know if I do, but uh, we're going we're gonna, to... We're saying we are committed, at least right now. And then the other show I started watching is Lost. I'm five episodes in now, and it's very, very good. The two-part pilot is maybe the best pilot I've ever seen. It is so well shot and staged. The cinematography is great. The way it follows characters, the camera movement just in general is so good and does a great job of immersing you in this world, this story, getting you invested in it, making you want to keep watching, keeping you at the edge of your seat. Does a great job of slowly revealing moments and scenes and situations it's just such a well-crafted and put-together episode, two-part episode. And the show continues that after the, the pilot. It's just very well put together. There's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of characters. And I'm curious to see where it goes. I know very little about the show, actually. I, I, I somehow managed to be relatively unspoiled. I know... That it ends in the church or whatever. I know there's a smoke monster. And I know there's like a missile silo or something. Where you can fucking. The numbers, the numbers, the numbers. And that's all I know. And then I'm pretty sure the the one dude who's on person of interest. He at some point kidnapped some of the people. And maybe he was living on the island. I don't I don't know where he came from. But that's, that's pretty much as, as much as I know. And uh, I'm excited to, to learn more though. Uh, it's gonna, I was gonna watch it with my dad, but, uh, I told him I'd watch like two episodes a day and then he watched seven episodes the first day. So, uh, I knew that was going to happen. He can't pace himself. He can't help himself. So there's no way we're going to be aligned and be able to talk about it. So I'm just going to be watching Lost by myself. It is, it is what it is. Oh, well. But, uh, that's a sit in terms of what I've been watching. So let us get on to what I've been playing. I, I just, I hope that all of this is, I'm so concerned that like, because I can't, I can't bring myself to redo the show at its high quality of the, the lost recording. But I do, I do hope that at least lost recording, <laughs> you see, the TV show is lost. Ah, fucking got him. What the frickin' frack? Um, yeah, I just I hope this is still all right. Uh, this part of me that's thinking about this the entire time I'm recording, I'm like, this is so bad that why am I even doing this? Why am I doing this? Uh, but uh, Tamija, Tamija is a Souls-like, clearly 
inspired heavily by Bloodborne specifically. And it's structured in very much so that same way. And it's, it's very Bloodborne-y in its setting, overall aesthetic. You play a plague doctor. The architecture is all very gothic in nature and Victorian and, and whatnot. So it's, it's very Bloodborne infused. And then it's very souls born in its structure. You are going through these environments, opening up shortcuts as you go along. You have your base attack, and there's dodging, dodge rolling, parrying, a feather system, which I'll get to. But the problem with the game is that it's got some technical hiccups and then, as good as the combat feels, the gameplay feels overall, there's one big fucking issue that kills everything. And I will get to that when I get to that. But technically speaking, just uh, from the artistic standpoint, like, it looks alright. But technically, there are issues. There's a lot of clipping. Your character does not cast a shadow, which I'm a broken record about, but I fucking hate that. It's one of my biggest pet peeves with gaming because it just it makes it hard for me at least it doesn't seem like it bothers a lot of people because i rarely ever see people talking about it in games where this is the case but it makes it hard for me to feel like i'm within a place that i'm part of a place because there is that disconnect it doesn't really feel like my character is on that ground it's like they're just ice skating on i it just it there's a weird disconnect that I, i'll never not be annoyed by in, in, in cases of, of that nature but the game as I said is it's very souls like so you're going around attacking enemies you're getting these shards or whatever which are the souls equivalent and you'll come across instead of bonfires these glowing green chairs which allow you to level up and add or, or use talent points to get new talents which is basically your skill tree and the nice thing about that and though there are some nice things and forgiving things about this game that make it a little bit easier but then there's the one thing that makes it harder unofficially or not unofficially artificially but uh with the talent tree which allows you to make it so that you have more moves or more attacks in your base combo for your basic attack or doing a long attack or this attack will be more powerful etc you can freely distribute these talent points as you unlock them as much as you want whenever you're at these save points without any penalty so there's no respec cost or anything of that nature you don't lose a point whenever you respect or anything like that which is really nice it allows you to experiment and find what works for you maybe you like it better when you get a fast combo of a lot of weaker attacks or maybe you like having things where you have to hold and you pose yourself as more or you open yourself up to attacks but you'll do more damage if you time things right and do it in a safe way um and that's nice. It's nice when a game allows you to do stuff like that, especially 
because how else are you going to know if something feels right for you or not? And in addition to that, another way the game is very forgiving is that in games like this, a big part of the combat is your stamina system. So you can't just dodge infinitely. You can't attack infinitely, etc. In addition to the timing of dodging or pairing or whatever, you also have to just worry about your base stamina because if you keep doing this, that, and whatever, you're going to get tired and you're not going to be able to do anything. There is no stamina system in Timesia. You can dodge infinitely as much as you want without penalty. You can attack as much as you want infinitely without penalty. There aren't as many instances of iframes in the game, so you can't just like wail on enemies. You don't cancel their animations either when you're attacking, so you can't just wail on an enemy and constantly cancel their animation or something like that. So there's still things that you have to pay attention to and you can't just abuse this system but the fact that there is no stamina system is probably the way in which the gameplay itself is super super almost ridiculously forgiving but then it makes up for it by having a broken timing system for parrying deflecting and specifically this feather system which is how you counter unblockable, unparryable attacks from the tougher enemies. Because most enemies, you're able to just attack and then dodge roll all the way, and it's fine. You don't have to, to worry about it. And when you unlock the longer distance dodge, it becomes even easier to avoid attacks. Though the, the lock-on feature is weird in that instead of it just being more of a focused camera, it's kind of like a tethering system so there were instances where i'd want to dodge out of the way but when i was dodging instead of dodging where i wanted to it dodged me in this weird angle because it wanted me to stay within a certain range of an enemy via this tethering lock-on did not like that that felt that felt really bad so i don't know how much i would use the the lock-on feature in any future play not that i'm going to keep playing I'll, I'll get to why very shortly. And then also the camera itself, especially in tight places, can lose its fucking mind and it can be hard to see anything. There are instances where the camera would get like super zoomed in and I couldn't see anything. If two enemies got up on me in a corner, you'd have to, or I'd have to attack my way out. You can't dodge roll through them to get out of that situation, which could be frustrating, especially if that happens when the camera does its thing and you can't see anything and you don't actually know what's going on but the problem with the game is the timing and especially with the feather attacks so with bigger enemies they'll attack you and do all these things that you can some you can dodge all the way some you can deflect but then if they glow green that means they're about to do a special attack that you can't dodge or block or parry or counter in any way other than your feather ability, which is where you throw a feather at an enemy and that'll stun them and allow you to counter them. It'll, it'll also do wound damage. And wound damage is one of the more interesting aspects of combat in Timesia where 
everyone's health bar, enemy health bars, they're they're white. And when you attack them with just your base attack, you'll do damage. And in some cases, it'll be permanent, and that'll just like show you like black on the bar. But if the white turns to a greenish blue, I mean, it's turquoise, but it's more more leaning towards green. That's wound damage. They can heal that back. And this is where the claw attacks on the right trigger. So your, your regular attacks are the right bumper. Uh, the, the feather you shoot is on the left bumper or the left trigger. But uh, the right trigger is your claw attack. And this is a special attack that is especially useful for making wound damage permanent. Uh, and I like this system. It's pretty basic but it, it it feels good it makes it feel somewhat unique it makes Tamija feel like it has somewhat of its own identity but with the the feathering system not the feathering system but the feather system of countering the game itself says to throw this feather at an enemy right before the point of impact right before they're about to hit Corvus your character that's when you want to throw the feather to counter them, and that'll open them up for a, a counter attack. It'll also do a bit of wound damage. But the problem is it's incredibly inconsistent and seemingly different from enemy to enemy. The first enemy that attacked me in that way, it seemed like the most reliable timing for using the feather was not when they were about to hit me because that never worked, but at the very beginning of the animation of their attack. So after they glowed green and made me aware that they were about to attack using the special thing, the moment at which they initiated that attack animation, that's when I should throw the feather to stun them. And that worked a decent amount of the time, but not all the time. I could find, I could not find a consistent point at which it always worked for them. But that seemed to be overall pretty consistent. And then with the next enemy that I dealt with that attacked with this special unblockable attack, it seemed like that enemy actually wanted me to counter and throw the feather at them right before they hit me with their attack, as opposed to at the beginning of that animation. But not all the time. It didn't work all the time. And this inconsistency ruins the combat. It ruins the systems they've put into it that seem interesting on paper and could be fun if they worked consistently and it sucks because anything that's timing based when you're dealing with timing based actions it doesn't matter how small the window is that just means that it's going to be more challenging and in those cases it's nice to have accessibility options that can make the window bigger for people who, who may have issues with that if you want to make your game accessible, of course, you don't have to. But regardless of how big the window is, the window always has to be the same. It has to be consistent. I have to feel confident that 
I am, or uh, I have to know when the game wants me to do something and believe that it's always going to work if I'm able to get that timing right. But if I'm playing a game where the timing just seems to be all over the place and like it'll work this time, but not the next time, you lost me. I'm done. I'm not going to stick with your game. Because if I feel like it's not always my fault when I fuck up, but it's your fault because your systems aren't 100% working. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with that because then there could be so many situations where I die and it's not because I fucked up, but because the game fucked up or, you know, it's broken in this way or that way. And not my idea of a good time, not my idea of a good time. But uh, yeah, that's Timesia. If if they update it, patch it, and fix the timing issues, I I, I go back to it. I check it out. I, I'd be more open to recommending it because you know it's a very competent Souls-like, ignoring the technical issues uh, visually, like clipping, whatever. Not a big deal. The shadow thing, annoying to me, but may and seemingly isn't a problem for most people but the timing I think is something that will be a problem for a lot of people as it should be but uh, that is it in terms of what I've been playing so let's get on to uh, the Patreon questions and then just fucking end this show before I blow my brains out and just I hate it I hate I hate this show I hate this show so much so from Jedi, we have what TV shows have the best theme song? And I didn't know he wanted or allowed for the inclusion of anime OPs in the question, but he did. In which case, or which prompted Enshi to uh, ask what's my uh, favorite non-anime show theme song? And... Uh, yeah, two-part question. Or, you know, two 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 people asking question, <laughs> ask question. Um, I mentioned a whole bunch in the last recording. I'm not doing it this time. I'm just gonna I'm gonna mention my favorite anime op, and my favorite TV show op. My favorite anime op is for the Great Passage, which is my favorite anime of all time as well. It's a fantastic op. It's it maybe doesn't suit the anime that well because it's a little bit too exciting for what the show is about, which is about the creation of a new dictionary. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, that sounds so great. But you know what? It's my kind of anime. It's a slice of life anime, obviously, if it's about making a dictionary. But it follows adults. There's no fan service. It's just so, so, so good. I love it so much. It's super pleasant. It's only 11 episodes. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere anymore. It was on Amazon for a while. It's on Plex, I believe. I own it. I don't know if I put it on Plex. There are a few issues with the subtitles at, at certain points, but uh, yeah, me, me mentioning Plex is something that like, what, what, what does that matter to me for most people? But you know, Jedi, 
It's, it's so good, though, and I, I fucking love the OP. And then for regular TV shows, I... Picking, I see. I didn't really think about picking a favorite, or just one. And I didn't want to pick something that was just a song that a show was using. Like there's Smallville, which I really, really love the theme song for, but it's just it's just a regular song. So the obvious one that is just ingrained in so many people our age that we all know the words to is. The most, like, it's just, it's it's too fucking obvious. Now, this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to, like, a minute, just sit right there. i tell you how I became the Prince of Otongo Bel Air. I, I stumbled there, but, you know. We all know that one. It's great. But if I had to pick uh, just one, hmm, 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 hmm. Maybe Fringe. I'm chewing. I'm chewing on freaking lip, lip skin, lip skin, lip skinny. But yeah, Halt and Catch Fire has got a really good one. Really good. Great show too. It's fucking annoying that only the first season's on Blu-ray. You know, it doesn't have a good theme song, Lost, because it doesn't have one at all. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else? <laughs> I the, the fucking Big Bang Theory one is in my head right now, and it's driving me crazy that I'm thinking of that. Uh, go to hell. Go to hell me. Go to hell everyone. I'm going to say Fringe. Because Fringe was very good. I like musical non... non-worded ones. And... From what I remember, they had a lot of fun with the intro and switching it up and doing it in different styles, like having an 8-bit one or this or that. Uh, so I'm just going to say Fringe, because Fringe is also a very, very good show. Fringe, maybe my favorite sci-fi show? Maybe? Very, very good. Super pleasant surprise. And last, last question. Uh, I have a question. Is from uh, Lunchbox. What is the last thing you saw that you considered beautiful? Yes, I know how you feel about that word, he says in parentheses. And yes, uh, I have strong feelings about the word beautiful. But I, I think I've clarified this. It's strictly regarding human beings. Like when calling a person beautiful, I'm very strict with it. And I don't, I don't use it freely. I don't just like, I'm not just fucking shooting it off left and right. Oh, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. I ain't Keanu Reeves. All right. Marcus Ness. But with movies, art, etc., I'm much more freewheeling with the dealing of the word beautiful. And the thing I thought of during the failed recording was the last black man in San Francisco. Cause I was trying to think like, what, what is the most recent thing? The last thing I thought that was beautiful. And that movie is unfucking believably beautiful. I didn't like the movie itself, 
when I first tried watching it. I just was not in the mood for it. But even then, I was so in awe of how beautiful it was and how well shot it was that I just, I almost kept watching it just for that, even though I was not in the mood for it. And then when I watched it a second time, I fell in love with the movie itself and loved it visually uh, as much as I did the first time, if not more. It is one of the few movies that I looked at. I, I don't own it yet. And part of that was because it's a movie that I would 100% buy a new TV for because it's that fucking beautiful. I hate going to the theater. If they re-released it in theaters, I would go to the theater to see it. It is that fucking beautiful. And yeah, I just it's it's such a wonderful movie. It's such a wonderful movie, the movie. And if you appreciate incredible cinematography and like it just if you appreciate the art of filmmaking, I can't recommend a movie highly enough or higher. Just just watch the last black man in San Francisco and then thank me later because it's fucking gorgeous or you know in this case fucking beautiful but uh what's not beautiful is this show and so I'm gonna end it hopefully like I, man I'm I know like people listening right now who know me real real well lunchbox especially and and she too I think are probably just saying it's it's fine it's a good episode and everyone else is probably saying, like, I feel awful right now. I feel so bad. Because it's my fault. It was my fault. And uh, I just feel bad. Because I, I really did. I can't believe, like, I managed to make this episode as long as it has been. But, uh... Anywho, that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again... I am Marcus Ness. Y'all can follow me on pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Of course, if you're watching the video version of this here on the YouTubes, please like, subscribe, hit the bell, and all that jazz. This is where I stream games as well. So if you'd like to see me streaming games like Tamisha, you can do that here. And if you aren't able to do it live, you can also check out the archives of the streams. But it really does mean a lot and help if you do like and all that jazz comment on stuff. Even if you are an audio listener, just pop over to the YouTubes and, and do it real quick. Take you a few seconds and then get the hell out of there. No biggie, but uh, a biggie for me. And I would greatly appreciate that. So very, very, very much. And if you'd like to find all my other links of import, you can go over to pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. And if you are an audio listener, it's youtube.com slash pixelated sausage but that link is in the the other link of import link so pixelatedsausage.com slash pxs will get you everything you need and everywhere you need to go to do this that and whatever like supporting me and my nonsense if you'd like to do just that want to see me streaming uh again me me my face do you want to see me on cam again streaming when i'm streaming if that sounds appealing to you, who you should get chocolate milk instead of you. Who I don't, I, I think I had a you who once it. I don't, I don't remember it being good, but uh, if you'd like to do all that kind of stuff, if you want to see me do that stuff, 
as well as other jazz, uh, maybe consider joining the Patreon. That is patreon.com slash PXS to support me and my nonsense that away. Uh, you only have to pitch in a buck a month. Uh, you can do more if you want, but uh, a buck a month is all you need to do. And then you'll be able to ask me dumb questions for me to answer on this show, become an approved user on the YouTubes, and occasionally get teases of upcoming content, like uh, the stuff for Attack the Backlog and Second Runs, etc., which uh, may also be appealing. I don't know. That is, again, patreon.com slash pxs. But uh, that'll do it. Hopefully, again, I hope this was good enough. But uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. I really fucking hope you do, man. I hope so bad. You hope. I hope. I hope. I hope. I hope you like this show. Adios. Bye-bye. Hi-hi-hi. Ho-ho. Hee-hee. How do I do this? Oh, yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye. I'm so sorry that I fucked up people. Please forgive me. Bye. I'm sad. <laughs>